my weapon and my ammo. Oh, hey, hey, Luna. Hey. Hey, have... Hey, operator. Hey. Hi. Hey, have you ever been arrested by the Popo? Yep. Yes. Do you care to elaborate on that? <laughs> I guess. I mean, I've... Um, I, I think I've already told those stories. I've only been arrested a couple times. Not for anything like really heinous, just for mischief style stuff when I was a kid, when I was younger. Okay. When I was, you know, 18, 19. Later on, I've been pulled over a few times uh, under suspicion of DUI, but I was never, I never got a DUI somehow. That's good. That's, yeah, that's, no, I. It's a relief. <laughs> Were you drunk? The one time I think I was, and yeah. because I, I, I had chugged a King Can of Budweiser just before I got on the road, but he, hear me out. Mm. I would never drive drunk. I don't get drunk. I don't get that kind of. See, that's a very alcoholic type person thing to say. <laughs> no, I can. I can attest. You can drink a whole six pack, and I don't. I wouldn't know. Six pack. You, you, a twelve pack. A case. I don't know. <laughs> you, you're. What do they call that? If uh, funk, um, functioning alcoholic. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a, I'm a high functioning alcoholic for sure. High functioning alcoholic. But. Um, I wouldn't drive. I would. I would never drive if I had, say, like five, six, six beers of me. Um, but I would. They're called roadies. We call them roadies out here, where you take mm. one on the road with you and, and you know have a beer on the road. I think you should be able to have like a couple of beers while you're driving. Yeah. But other people screw it, screw it up for everybody else. Obviously. Yeah, we call them bikies here. Bikies. It's when you take one on your bike. They call them bikies. That's weird. Or trampies, where you. Drink a root beer on the trampoline. It's challenging. It's actually challenging <laughs> to drink a trampy. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I chugged chugged a Budweiser, a King Can, uh, call them artillery shells, before I got on the road and threw it out of the vehicle. And I think someone saw me do that, and then called it in, and then I got caught later on down the road, and then he breathalyzed me, and I, I was I was fine. But uh, so my answer is yes, I've been arrested. Of. Mm. Twice, and I've been almost arrested a few times, a few other times, but that's about it. I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a horrible person. When you got arrested, how long were you in jail? <laughs> I wasn't in jail. I was in for the night in a holding cell. You know what? Okay, I'll, t- I'll tell it real, real fast. This will be quick. Holding cell. I okay. got a. Oh man, about eight of me and eight of my friends. They broke into the bottom of a party and stole all the stole all the wine out of, out of the bottom of the, the guys the guys wine cellar. Nice. And then we're walking down the street and a minivan drives past us fairly close and my one friend threw one of the wine bottles that we had cracked the tops off. This is probably like good wine because it's in a wine cellar. We just smashed the tops off and we're drinking out of jagged glass <laughs> wine bottles. And he throws it at the minivan and the minivan stops and the girl in there says, wait right here, I'm going to get my brothers. And we're like, sweet. Okay, cool. Let's go. <laughs> we'll wait right here. And then three cop cars showed up and arrested all of us. Oh, man. And then I'm in a holding cell. And uh, I told them I wanted to be in the military, which I did want to be in the military at that time. And they were extra hard on me because of that, I think. That one guy brought me into a dark room. I remember this. This is no lie, man. I swear my kids. Br- brings me into a dark room and just stands there breathing while I'm in my boxer shorts. This cop. On your, like, neck or in the room? Just generally in the room? What, the boxer shorts? Wait. What are you talking not about? the breathing. The breathing. No, he's just bre- standing beside me. He's bigger than me, and he, I hear him breathing, and he's not saying. And I'm like, "What's going on?" And he turns on the lights. What's going on? You tell me what's going on. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know who threw the bottle. He was doing the whole scared straight thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. It was just awkward. I wasn't even scared. Um, when I got back into the holding cell I was in, I heard them roughing up my friend though in the, in the next cell. Who had done it? Who had done it? Anyways, I was there till about three, four in the morning. Oh, they let me call my mom. My mom comes to pick me up, and they tell us that all the other guys that we were with had said who it was, except for me. And the other guy that was left over 
was saying it was me. Oh. So so then I, I had to go to court. Uh, I had to pay a bunch of I paid like three thousand dollars, but that's that that's a lot at that time. Yeah. My mom paid it. And then um you know, I was trying to not to get a record and, and then I, I stopped hanging out with all those friends and I've been a loner ever since up until I met you. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I could fill that void. Have you ever ran from the cops? Yes. All the time. Me too. For fun. You too? It's just fun when you're a kid. Yeah. Have you ever escaped custody while either in the process of being arrested or whilst incarcerated in a penal facility? No, but I broke into a school one time with some with another guy and we got caught and I got away and he got arrested and he tried to run out of the back of the cop car and they sick dogs on him and one of them tore one of his nuts off. Whoa. And we called him uh, Stitch after that. Dang. Yeah. yeah, they sick the dog right in his nuts. Ooh, that's bad. They were kind of laughing and stuff too, these cops. Well, if you're going to get your balls nipped off by anything, you want to get them bit by a dog because they have cleaner mouths than humans. Yeah, cops are bad. All of yeah. them are bad. Yeah. They should they, there shouldn't even be any cops. I got the cops <laughs> called on. <them. laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. There should good. be cops. That's a funny joke. <laughs> um I got, I got, the cops came twice. One time, have you ever heard of ice blocking? No. Okay, so, like, around here, there's some, like, there's places where there's g- big grass hills, like at parks. You know, there's there's another place where there's, like, a mansion on top of a, of a, of a, of a like, a foothill. And the whole mm-hmm. thing is grass, which is a waste of, you know, grass because they literally have somebody mowing it all the time. It's uh, just a waste <laughs> of resources. But anyway... As kids, we would take these buckets and we would fill them with water, but like a like a wide, you know, like a eighteen inch wide, maybe you know, shallow, like a bin, you know, like a bin, right. like okay, and we'd fill it with water and then we'd freeze them with the ropes sticking out of the ends, and then we would go to this grass hill and we would ice block down the hill, holding the ropes and sliding down on the ice blocks. Um, mm-hmm down the hill and it's huge and you get all this speed and everything is crazy and that's you know you take your first dates there and you know <laughs> maybe some of them get accidentally hit with an ice block oh, you know, on the way man. down and then you got to take care of them and Insane. then you know then you have a kid with them <laughs> wow anyway that's the only way you can have a, have a kid with somebody and where you're from probably you got to hit them with an ice block and then yeah. impregnate them afterwards it, it, it's called getting ice blocked <laughs> um no, actually, so the cops showed up, but the cop was a friend, uh, the, the, the dad of one of the friends that I had that was ice blocking. So he took <laughs> pictures of us, like, with a, you know, leaning up against the cop car and all these fun pictures and stuff. So that was mm-hmm. fun. And then the sure. only other time I've had the cops called on me was I was in the front yard and I was doing yard work with my brother, my younger brother. He's two years younger than me, but he had a bad temper, bad temper. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was using the hoe. At the time, I was hoeing the ground, and this... The girl that you ice blocked. Yeah. <laughs> it was my turn with her. Okay. Anyway, I was using a garden hoe this time, and I'm digging, but it's a hoe with like a uh, the, bla- the hoe blade on the front, and then two spikes on the back to like, I don't know, whatever those are for, like, you know, killing squirrels or what, something. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm using the hoe, and my brother's like, I need the hoe. And I was like, well, I'm using the hoe right now, so you can't use it. And he's like, give me the hoe. And I was like, no. And I'm hoeing away. (laughs) And he comes over and grabs the hoe from me. And then he just flips out. And he starts swinging the the pointy part, the the spiky part of the hoe at my, like, stomach. And he's like, I'm going to kill you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill you. He's, like, trying to hoe me in the stomach. Wow, that's the worst. I... Always had this policy, like, unless, like, the fight got too bad, I would never hit him in the face. But in this case, he's trying to, you know, open up my innards. So every time he would swing, I'd get out of the way, and then I'd punch him in the face. Whoa. And he'd go down a little bit and then come back and swing. And he, this was loud, you know. Apparently, a neighbor called the cops on us. And then by the time the cops got there, though, they come screeching up. And, like, I'm back to gardening, and he's just sitting in the grass, like, <laughs> fuming the cops come up and they're like hey what's going on uh we got a call about a domestic violence uh situation and i'm like nah you're just you're just just pressing a woman's face into the dirt pulling dragging it and he's over there with a huge ice black on his forehead (laughs) a rope around his neck uh 
the cops go this is the funny part the cops go over to my brother who's sitting in the lawn right he's just so mad because i have the hoe i got the hoe after all of it and he just got a bunch of <laughs> fists to the face right he's sitting there nice. just fuming and the cops are like hey buddy you want to tell us what's uh what's going on here want to tell us what's mm-hmm. going on he didn't say one word to the cops would not he say a thing Good for him they just got in the car and left it was the, beautiful anyway good for so, you that, that brought you back together after that i bet yeah it was a bonding moment we you played basketball you, later that day uh, awesome yeah. um had a bomb pop from the ice cream man factory truck they mm. drove around um, all right. So, well, anyway, today's call wow. involves <laughs> that was a that was a ham fisted segue. <laughs> I forgot we were doing a podcast. <laughs> Me too. Hopefully, everybody else did too. That's listening. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so today's call involves an escapee after being a detainee in the county penal facility for being a rapey. <laughs> Was he in the hole at the penal facility? No. You'd have to be nuts to try and exit the hole without approval, though. That'd be too hard. Everything came to a head, though. (laughs) When Brandon Powell, not to be confused with Lord Baden-Powell, who founded the Boy Scouts. Oh. That's like a whole other rapey story. (laughs) It is. It is. But, But Brandon Powell... Having submitted to the officer's orders, found himself in the back of said officer's transport van, all chained up. He actually was bound in handcuffs, leg cuffs, and leg shackles, which were secured to a belly belt. And during the rough ride in the back, <laughs> Brandon wow. Brandon humped it over the front seat and put the officer in a headlock. Good for him. Yeah, he overpowered the officer and threw the headlock, got the cop's Glock, his ammo stock, and rocked off, locked, and now cocked down the block. (laughs) Good for you, Op. You really worked on that, man. Good job. You ready for me to hit play? I am. Here we go. Nine on one. This is Miller. I was out on County Road 133, uh, just uh, south of 111, my prisoner escape. I want you to know that he has my weapon and okay. my. Uh, who who is this? Miller, 6355. A prisoner escaped. Prisoner escaped. He has my weapon and my ammo. Who is it? Uh, it would be Brandon uh, Powell. Brandon Powell escaped. Fifty-five. How did how did he do it? Fifty-five. What's your name? Miller. Miller. He escaped from where? How did he escape? They're over. He apparently got out of his seat and overpowered me. Grabbed my got my weapon out. Got out of his seatbelt and overpowered him and got his weapon. Where's he at? Where are you at? You said 133 oh. south of 111? Yes. Okay. Do you know which way he went or are you, are you locked in your vehicle? No, I'm outside the vehicle now. He also has my cell phone too. Okay. Has his cell phone too. Okay. Uh, I'm about halfway in the. Uh, Who's phone or what? What number are you calling off of? Three nine zero six. Oh yeah, I call it off of Linda. Linda Jackson's phone. She happened to stop by at the motorist. Stop by. She happened to stop by. You said. Yeah. Happened to be coming down the road. I don't see him in sight. The only car, the only vehicle that came past that I saw was a uh, green Ford pickup, and it looked like it had uh, yellow plates on it. He said he was going to call somebody to come pick him up. That's what Brandon said. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. I thought he was going to call somebody to come pick him up. After I got out of it. He took the keys to the cruiser and he uh, 
unhooked everything. Oh, so he's in the cruiser. No, he's not in the cruiser. Oh, oh he took off on foot then? Yeah, he's on, he's on foot. Okay. Uh, we're going to need a tow truck because I'm trying to get our control. We went off the road, right? Okay. He said he's going to need a tow truck, too. He needs a tow truck. How, it, yeah. You need a tow truck for the cruiser, right? Right. How, how bad was the wreck? I don't think there was that much damage to it uh, other than damage to the vehicle itself. He took the keys, though, right? Right. And it's in a ditch. He hit a ditch. Was he still handcuffed or did he get out of those too? He got a, he's out of those. No, he's out of them. He's out of them. The handcuffs are in the vehicle. Okay. And you didn't see him get into the green pickup? No, I didn't. Okay. No, I didn't see. Okay. I was, I was about there. Yeah, I forget how one it is, maybe 50 feet off the road or something like that. Uh, and you didn't see what direction he was heading? Yeah, my... No, because at that time he had me handcuffed in the vehicle. Okay, so can you tell me exactly what happened? Sure, Since I'm... Just so I can piece all this together now? Okay. I was southbound on 133. And all of a sudden he jumped out of his seatbelt, put a headlock on me, and then grabbed from a weapon. And we were fighting on that. 637, is he on 143, you said, south of? 133 is what we were on. You're on 133. Yeah, I see the flashy lights coming this way. He says he sees. One, he says he sees you coming that way. Are you close to closer to 138 instead of 637? Well, I'm closer to this is State Route 111 up here where I'm at. This is State Route 111. And uh, so I'm north of 176. You said what? What do you say? North of 176. I see the lights. They're just about a half oh, mile away from he me. He says he's on State Route 111 by 176. I'm going to let loose here. They're coming. Are they there yet? I can hear them. So 127 and 176. Okay. What, you said you. Okay. They're getting lost in where you're, the directions you're giving me. Are you there? Yep. Hello? No, he let. He, the other policeman picked him up. Who was it? The policeman? Yeah. I don't know. They got cruisers. Somebody picked them up. They, somebody, I mean, didn't you call for them? Hold on, I'm trying to... You want me to hold on? Yeah, just a moment. Okay. 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 Alright, we got it taken care of. Okay. What was your name? What was your name? Jackson. Okay, alright, thank you. Uh huh, bye. Okay. Alright. Wow. There's a couple layers to this cake. So we'll just start with the obvious stuff, which is uh, that was like a scene out of like Keystone Cops. <laughs> It was. Every highway number known to man was listed in that 
question and answer on where he was. <laughs> you know, my, my favorite, there was a lot of good lines in that, but I had to write this one down. When uh, she asked, like, so is there much damage to the vehicle? He's like, I don't think there's much damage other than that to the vehicle itself. <laughs> Uh, uh, I like I like how uh, mm. uh, he he will get into this, but I like how uh, that guy didn't sound like it'd be too hard to overtake him. You know? No, no. If you if you want if you were in a situation where you wanted to escape, it sounds like you want. What was his name? Muller. Miller. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Miller. Man, that was messed up. <laughs> what? It, it, and that was one of those. It was remember the uh, the phone call where Joe called drunk from the phone booth and they're like who is this and he's like well, yeah it's joe <laughs> it's joe that's how this guy answered they're like 911 he's like it's 6375 mm, um uh my car got <laughs> i got accosted and they're like who is this he's like miller <laughs> you know miller the guy who always always gets overtaken by by <laughs> rapists in the back of his vehicle you know 6375 hello the guy had uh cuffs leg cuffs yeah he, had, he was secured to a belly belt and he still got one over on leg shack leg shackles handcuffs and chains to a belly belt and I was trying to, in my head, I'm trying to think how this goes. So he says he put me in the headlock and then he got my gun. <laughs> but your hands are handcuffed together. You're either headlocking a guy or getting his gun because your hands don't move apart far enough right. to do both at the same time. So I'm like, it was a very, in my head, I'm trying to figure out how this acrobatics is working. So it was a comedy routine. You know what? It would it, this would have been a uh, <clears throat> maybe a happy ending if if we weren't talking about a, a rapist, rapist getting right. loose here. Yeah. So okay, let me give you some backstory on this. So mm-hmm. uh, around noon on a Friday back in August of 2017, mm-hmm. Brandon Powell mm-hmm. was being transported from a psychiatric hospital in Ohio, actually. To the Paulding County oh, good. Jail. Yeah. So he was going from the psychiatric hospital to the county jail in Northwest Ohio, which is about an 80 mile trip altogether. Mm. He attacked the deputy in the transport van. He got a hold of his gun and ordered the deputy to remove his restraints, which is something you didn't hear the deputy say. He was he, did, he didn't say that. He said that he found them in the vehicle. He said he found them. Yeah, exactly. He didn't, he didn't admit that he handed them over. Yeah, oh, he, Mueller. he unlocked him. Hilarious. And then uh, Mueller, Miller gets uh, cuffed to the steering wheel. Then Brandon <laughs> disables the van's radio and engine and fled with the deputy's wallet, the keys to the van, his phone, gun, and extra ammo. <laughs> I I think when you go on a long trip with some prisoners, maybe in addition to grabbing some, you know, like maybe sweet treats at the gas station and making sure your playlist is primed with some rad trip selections, maybe you should install a barrier of some kind between you and the contents in the back. Maybe well, like for sure. Yeah. What year is this? Is this nineteen twenty seventeen? What's going on here? Three years ago. This is unbelievable. An 80-mile trip with this doofus? 80-mile trip. No barrier. He's a no. ni- He sounds like a nice guy and a manipulative uh, sociopath. If I'm, I'm in the back. If I'm in the, a rapist, I, get, put me in the back with this guy. Right. I'm getting out. I'm getting out. I'm telling you. Because just, just, by, just by hearing with that, that much time, and yeah. like you said, he pulled over, right? He pulled over, got him some snacks and all that kind of stuff. He sounds it's, like an easy the reason target. He did, what? He sounds he, like he's what? He, he sounds like an easy target, this this deputy. Oh, I thought you said another word. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what word? Semi-retarded is what I thought you said. <laughs> well, it did cross my mind, but, you know, he is a deputy, uh, so let's give him some benefit of the doubt. Okay. For sure. Oh, so anyway, I'm also thinking, you know, barrier of some kind, 80-mile trip might be helpful. Right. Maybe also bring a buddy along who maybe is also a cop so that you can help each other out. You know, the buddy system works really well in many situations, not to be confused with the buddy system discovered to be occurring in the Boy Scouts. That's a, that's a merit badge you don't want to earn. <laughs> but anyway. It's not. <laughs> so Brandon manages to leave the cop, stopped, locked and blocked from a drive or a walk or even the way to talk shop with another cop. He stopped from dropping stock on the perp with his Glock who just walked and balked at his trip to the county jail. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He did. Way to go. You're so proud of yourself, man. I am proud of myself. Yeah. That's I, pretty good. I was thought you would I thought you I would get it. With as much as you love rap and like, you know, Eminem and everything, I thought I'd get a little more out of you, but uh but you said good job, so I'll take that. Well, it's more of Dr. Zeus like, but I mean it's, it's to be honest with you, it's take it's taking away from the story slightly. We better move on. I'm about to give us a two star review. <laughs> All right. So interestingly enough, Brandon, he didn't kill the deputy. He just disabled his ability to pursue it. I thought about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought about that because um he probably because he's such a nice guy. He does seem like quite quite a affable character you know yeah um you know and he probably probably felt sorry for him either he was a super nice guy or the other guy was a super nice rapist i think it had to do no there's i think it had to do with the uh probably a little bit of both yeah probably a bit of both yeah yeah Yeah. okay later the deputy would state that he had a good feeling that powell took the gun but it wasn't intended to hurt him or anybody else but that he thought maybe Brandon might be trying to finish something he started a while back. Oh, okay. He has yeah. a feeling about something? Mm. It, you know, his Good. spidey senses are going off now that he's been <laughs> overpowered. You see, so Brandon was jailed and was inv- indicted the previous month on several counts. So he faced charges of rape, attempted rape, and four counts of sexual battery stemming from allegations involving juveniles oh good those are kids so it sort of is like the boy scouts thing but different kind of okay i got you wow this is rough because kids and because kids in both every time the charges followed an investigation by the local family services agency and the antwerp police so the local police there in, in the town one of the prosecutors in the in his case was quoted as saying, I have no other comments other than it's unfortunate what happened to the children in this case. It's fortunate that no one else was hurt. So, you know, apparently what Brandon had done was pretty severe, and it was to children. Right, and we're not able to know the extent of what he did because it was children. Exactly. Well, and the case was... Uh, Underway, you know, he was he had just been indicted. I see, and was right. even before his indictment. About a week prior, while he was in the county jail, Brandon slit his own throat in a suicide attempt and underwent immediate surgery. Didn't do it good enough at the hospital. You go up, not sideways. No, wait, that's the wrist, right? Plunge it, plunge it, and rip it. A lot of it's people right. just hit their windpipe and then they just you know gurgle a lot. <laughs> So stupid. Can you imagine? I'm going to end it. Just boom. Slam a Bowie knife right into your throat and gurgling. That would be a terrible way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, if you did die that way, you just died drowning, you know, bleeding into your lungs. That sucked. Oh, brutal. Anyway, brutal. I digress. Yeah, if, if, I, if I ever did it, you my head would be halfway off. Yeah. If you're going to commit to that, I'm going to keep sawing until my arms stop yeah. moving. Yeah. I'm going to murder myself. How do, you, how do you screw up slitting your own throat? Anyways. He was sent to the Northwest Ohio Psychiatric Hospital where doctors determined naturally that he was fit to return to incarceration at the county jail. So right. dude gets arrested after an investigation into his alleged crimes against children, slits his own throat almost immediately after being jailed, has surgery. Goes to a psychiatric hospital. There we go. Gets released and bugs out of custody on the right back. Perfect. Yeah. This kicked off a nationwide manhunt for him. And what's a good manhunt these days without everyone from the local town showing up to help Mm. on Facebook? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I pulled 50 pages of Facebook comments from people commenting on the local police department's alert that they posted on his escape. 50 pages. Wow. I read every single one. Oh, you poor bastard. Because I wanted to copy and paste any comments that, you know, outlined where he was and what was going on, you know, kind of fill in the timeline here. Okay, dude. (laughs) After... Stop calling me dude. It's weird. Okay, Luna. After 50 pages of reading, do you know what I ended up with? Here's what I ended up with, Luna. (laughs) Luna, dude. 
Okay. Here's what I ended up with. I ended up with 242 comments arguing between friends and family members about his innocence. Oh, God. 312 comments saying that if he was innocent, his escape wasn't helping his case. 312 people felt like they had to say that. Yeah. 27 comments where other people are apparently racists. 88 <laughs> comments asking if anyone has any updates. 19 of those from people saying this post is too long. Can someone just bring me uh, up to speed? I like those ones. Three comments from comment. people bringing people up to speed. Two of those people, apparently racists. Yep. Wow. 304 yeah. comments of people saying he's in the vicinity. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And finally, Trump. Oh, for sure. He just, yeah. Trump was involved somehow. Throw that so, in there. Trump yeah. card. Yeah. Great. It's everywhere. Okay. So actually nobody ended up posting anything that I could copy and paste about how the situation ended up. I had to go elsewhere to find out how this whole thing ended up wrapping up. So mm -hmm. this got me thinking about a new thing we could start, Luna. Mm -hmm. It's called Facebook Marcus Face. It's like Marketplace, <laughs> right. but it's a series of arenas around the world where Facebook commenting disputes are hashed out on a gladiator style event. I'd watch that. It's streamed on Facebook Live with ads, of course. People can fight each other using weapons named after their moral position that they're taking. Like an axe would be a virtue signal. A sword might be a hate slayer. Right. There's a spiky ball on a chain called the race mace <laughs> <laughs> that just swings around hitting everybody who says anything. Mm -hmm. And you can have a shield if you want, but it's just a Bible. Oh, I need a better shield than that, man. But it's here's here's where here's where it really becomes popular with the kids. It's fight to the death, and each death is confirmed by Dr. Anthony Fauci. So you're either dead or you're not dead, or it's not his place to determine if you're dead or not. So mm, the decision mm. is left up to the United Nations. It's a good idea. It's a great idea. I'm still fleshing it out, so I'll let you know as things go. Please, I might try to associate it with bunt holes somehow. I don't know. Is that it? No. Is this guy on the loose still? I've got a little bit more. Oh, thank God. All right. So back to the story. Okay. Brandon was on the run and the search lasted three days, finally coming to an end at Brandon Powell's parents' house where he was caught in a standoff with police. From the crawl space of the house, Brandon called his ex-wife, whom he actually had a, a very functional relationship with, to apologize and to say that he loved everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, then he hung up right. and he killed himself. Oh, good. Okay, perfect. He did it right that time. Got, got it right that time. How did he kill himself? Shot himself. Oh, he shot himself. Yeah, yeah. can't screw around with that. Yeah, in the un in the underface, underface area. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I take it back. I'm not that cold. <clears throat> really, honestly, I'm not. It's just a kind of... You mean when you said good? No, I don't feel that way. I really don't. I don't. So it did make me think, you know, I was rolling through those comments and a lot of people were like, innocent, innocent. But, okay, the way our country should work here is innocent until proven guilty. So, but he didn't help himself with the whole escape and, you know, all Raping. that. He raped kids. Yeah. And there was an investigation that led to his arrest. So there's a lot stacked against this guy. And I don't, here's, here's the one thing for me is... Mm -hmm. That whole investigation goes down. Then you get arrested and you immediately slit your throat. I I think you're hang you're hung up on something. You know something's not right. You know it. Yeah. You're looking for an easy way out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just killing yourself. Going to jail as a child molester must be a tough thing, and I really feel for those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel for those guys. Yeah, they return it for you. It depends. It, it depends on what kind of molestation we're talking about, you know. Like you mean molestation in prison? Like you get molested in the hole? I mean, like in in uh, solitary confinement? No, I'm talking about the severity of the molestation that you doled out to become oh. to become a sexual deviant in prison. What I'm trying to say is, there are some guy, and I'm, I'm I know I'm on tightrope right now. What I'm trying to say are that guy, some guys get in there and they're they're called sexual deviants and and, and whatever else, and they're like uh, they've been arrested when they're 20 years old for dating a 16 year old, say. Yeah, right. And you're and you're all thrown into the same box along with this same guy. Yeah. But in the end, they do find out who are the worst ones. You know, there's there's levels levels of those guys within that system, and to be a guy 
who molested kids. What did he do? It was a rape and attempted rape of juveniles. Juveniles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're done, man. You're done. Yeah. You just to shoot yourself. signed your own ticket. Yeah. Oh, how do you man. how do you go on? I mean, what what is what is the option, huh? How do you make up for that? I don't have a lot of both sides of the perspective experience with uh, child molesters. Oh, I thought you did. That's why I was. Asking. Well, I've got mine is one sided, and it's not that. Well, I guess you know. Now that I think about it, yeah, we've had talks in the past. I guess I got some experience on both sides of this coin, but but on the one side of like, what is that? The unjustly accused. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I got a friend who did 10 years. Who, who He was 18. Daughter, girlfriend was 17. Mm-hmm. Parents hated that guy. So mm-hmm. it was rape. He got put in prison. And, you know, and at that time, there was not a lot of wiggle room in the, the law. There wasn't any, you know, kind of like levels of, that the court assessed your, you know, legitimacy of your sexual deviance. So 10 years, man. Right. Ten years, boom. But no question. That put up against a whole bunch of monsters who literally oh, exactly. you should burn. You know. Yep. You know what? In the it's end, rough. I don't care. I don't even know why I'm trying to start a conversation about it. He killed himself. He actually exited uh, early. He got he he got out. It would have been a nasty lifetime, no doubt yeah. about it. You can't really write a book about my life as uh, as a sexual molester of juveniles. No. Right. Not no, gonna make much can't. off of that. No. And then you can't really, you don't really have any many like tough guy situations. Like you're, you're not going to get um, the Green Mile written out, written about you or um, <clears throat> the Shawshank Redemption. If you escape, they're not going to uh, write folklore about you. You're, you're just, you're erased. How about talk about cancel culture? Being canceled within the prison system. Yeah, canceled by people that have already been canceled. Really? You got a happy, you got a happy ending there. I do. I have a happy ending. You ready for me to hit play? <laughs> Actually, I got a couple questions for you really quick. <clears throat> Have you ever drunk dialed anybody? And if so, what was your most embarrassing experience drunk dialing anybody? No, honestly, no. Maybe texted a long time ago, but I'm pretty on top of it. I, I don't like that feeling when I wake up in the morning if I've been drinking. And I haven't been lately. Mm. Until today, I've had a couple. But I hate that feeling of waking up and having to be like, what did I do? Yeah, the regret. Yeah, so I I totally avoid that, and that's part of being a functioning alcoholic. Mm, you need it's to one of the benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we all learned something here today. Do 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 do. Well, okay. The following caller decided to call nine one one on a drunk driver. So let's listen to how this uh, plays out. You ready for me to hit play? Yes. Well, at first, I feel like if there was gonna be an ad, it would. It'll probably be here. So, Ed Gods, if you're uh, listening, we could uh, use some help paying the bills. Do you feel alone in the world right now? Well, maybe it's something you did. If you're like me, you pretend like you're rich and find yourself saying things like, Oh my gosh, Jericho. You look amazing in silicone suede jumpers. No, it's my treat. I insist. Or you catch yourself constantly exclaiming, The next round is on me! Every time you're at the root beer bar. But operator, you might be saying, You can't be rich. You do podcasts. To which I would say, yes, that is correct. And yes, maybe I have an unhealthy obsession with using my credit cards to try and buy the affection of those around me. Well... I'm here to tell you no more. I found a way to beat the bottom of the bank barrel blues. If you're like me and other faux rich people, you're looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So, if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high-interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be to help pay off high-interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. You don't even need a degree or diploma to apply, though. Even mildly acceptable podcasters with volunteer homicide detective degrees stand a chance, I can tell you from personal experience. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. The best part? If the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next day. So, 
Rid yourself of those payments you're making on that regrettable silicone and rhinestone debt skin suit you put on without thinking and take control of your root beer tab at the local addiction depot. CY Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash crime machine. Remember that show? To find out how low your upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash crime machine. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applications will qualify for the full amount. Hugs. Here we go. Clark 2911. Somebody's really drunk driving down Granton Road. Which way are they going? They are going, um... Towards Granton or towards Janesville? Towards Granton. Okay, are you behind them, or...? No, I am them. You am them? Yes, I am them. Okay, so you want to call and report that you're driving drunk? Yes. Okay, what's your name? Mary. Okay, hold on one second, Mary, okay? Okay. Are you still driving right now? Yes. Do you want to stop driving before you get in an accident? Yes, I will stop. Okay, you going to stop right now? Yep, I will stop right now. Okay, just hold on a second, okay? Okay, I'm stopping. Okay, just hang on the phone, okay? Okay. Still there, sir? Yes, no, uh, ma'am. Mary, I'm sorry about that. What's your last name, Mary? Sorry. Are you stopped right now? Yes, I am. Should I turn my car off and turn the flashers on? Yep, that's fine. If you want to turn it off and turn the flashers on, so then we can find you. Where are you coming from, Mary? I came from Neilsville. I'm coming from here. And you were drinking in Neilsville? I was drinking all over. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be driving. How many people do you get that call in on themselves? Not many. <laughs> but I guess it's better than getting in an accident and killing yourself or somebody else. No, I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm drunk. Am I going to go to jail? What's that? Oh, I go to jail. I guess if you're over the legal limit, I mean... Well, I know I am. This really sucks. I'm sitting here calling in on myself. I see somebody coming, but I... You see somebody coming, you said? Yeah, but I think they're going right by. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, there goes the flashers. They're here. Okay, I will let you go speak with them. Okay, thank you. Yep, bye. Bye. Oh, Mary, 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 Mary. I tell you, that was, to me, that was a sad call. Yeah. Because uh, have you have you ever heard somebody say, and you'll hear this like when I worked with uh, homeless people and stuff or just being around some people who are really down and out, say that they can't even screw up right? Yeah, yeah. A- and that felt like her. Like she's probably driving down the road drunk, like everything's screwed up. It's like... I'm a, it's just like to call the police on yourself. Talk about like uh, not liking yourself, you know, or just being fed up with yourself or with with everything. You yeah, know? and that, that's that was her attitude. The whole I guess I'm going to jail. Who gives a shit? She doesn't care about herself, and who knows yep. what those reasons are. I, I, it's easy to chalk that up to just somebody being drunk and being stupid and out of their mind and not realizing what they're doing. But I think she fully realized what she was doing in that. So maybe she'll she'll regret it when she wakes up the next morning in a cell. But at least she'll have people talking to her. Now she'll have counselors, and she kind of forced that situation because she needed help. It's sad, actually. That's an unhappy ending for me there, Rob. Well, I figured, you know, I don't know. But I was thinking that maybe it was uh, the beginning of a new a new turn for her, you know. She took a hard right off of alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't get left. Well, actually, the reason I played that was, uh, Jack, this is an intervention. (laughs) (laughs) I've already intervened. I'm good, man. (laughs) You've been intervened on. You have. You've, 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 You've been running and eating food, actually. Oh, every day. Yeah, I, I can talk about that real quick. I've been r- getting up early, around 5.30. Right now, I'm, I'm uh, gifting myself 
six, seven beers right now, but I haven't been drinking at all. I've been eating, you know, every single thing I put into my mouth. I take a good look at first, make sure there's no marks on it. You know what I mean? But <laughs> uh, but also like there's no sugar in it. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's just mainly proteins is what I want to ingest. But also like salads and things like that, tossed salads. Um, but other than that, I'm I'm just I'm just. Uh, I get up 5.30, I force myself to just walk out the door. Before I go to bed, I put on like some pajamas that I know um, won't look totally insane if I just go out the door. <laughs> the worst thing for me was always before I get up, I'm like, oh, I don't want to get dressed to go run. But now I just put my, you know, I, I go to sleep with socks on, which is difficult. And then I put my feet into my shoes and I just push myself out the door and wow. I run. Okay. And I run. And once you get halfway to where you want to go, you got to, you got to go all that way back. And, um... And then your day starts off well. Have you ever seen that video of that? I think it was like a military guy who said about making your bed in the morning. Yes. So you get a good start. Mm -hmm. And no matter how bad your day goes, when you come back home, your bed is made. And yes. that puts you in the right mindset when you go to bed. And maybe you'll have a better day tomorrow. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I'm doing. But no matter what, man, if I screwed up and I drank and I was drinking wine until like 2 in the morning, my alarm goes off at 530 and I'm getting up. And I'm pushing my stupid ass at the door and I'm running. And and every single time when I, when I come back uh, and through the day, I used to have this guilt feeling where I'm like, oh man, I should work out or I should do something for myself. Like, you know, where it's a benefit to, to my life, where I can extend my life. I got kids, I got all this other stuff. And knowing that I've done that for myself during the day makes me want to pile on top of mm. it. it. Makes me want to do something else good for myself, you know? Uh, so it's it's been, it's been good. It's been good. I love that. I love that. I love you. I um, this this reminds me of something we talked about a little while ago. Where sitting here, you know, maybe having had a what did I just drink? A San Pellegrino sparkling water. <laughs> you know, saw that. The, uh, we talked about we talked about um, you know those who love people who are struggling with some kind of a chemical or, or some kind of addiction or whatever. And that oftentimes progress doesn't look like what they would wish it was, right? Mm -hmm. Like like and in my in my in my head, in the in my I I love Jack so much I just want him to be the best Jack he can be. <laughs> in my dumb head, in the dumb part of my head, you know, you said, I'm running, I'm doing all these things. And I've gifted myself six or seven beers. And in my dumb head, I'm like, ah, well, <laughs> but I know you and I know and I'm learning. I am learning as somebody that is involved in your life and, and uh, family members lives of mine who are addicts that progress needs to be celebrated always. Always. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I appreciate that. Here's another thing, Op. I probably cut you off there and we'll, we'll, we'll end this. I don't mean to. I don't mean to make you feel I know you don't. anything with what well, I said. I know, you, I know you don't, but I've been drinking, so you made me feel all kinds of things, and I'm going <laughs> to let you know about it. The, the, th <laughs> the thing is, for me, I really do feel like... Um, like I like I could do it this way. If I felt like if I felt like these six beers I'm having right now is going to spin me off and and ruin, I went off the wagon two years ago, mm. and I was off that wagon for two years. I remember clearly thinking I'm going to run, I'm going to do all these things, and I didn't never did it. Mm -hmm. And I start and, and I was just off the wagon for two years. Um, I've done this for maybe 15 days. And yeah. I had a glass of wine a couple of days ago, and before that, I had uh, like a bottle of wine on like when the UFC was happening. Right, I was doing it at times when, when I needed to do it, and uh, and a couple of nine one ones ago, I didn't drink. Mm -hmm. And some people will tell you like you don't need to drink because like your own personality is good enough and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I I have anxiety, man. Like uh, on on that last call that I did when we weren't drinking, I I couldn't um, hop on things that I would normally hop on to. Mm -hmm. I just felt very self conscious and, and insecure. <clears throat> so I'm testing uh, to see if I can handle this, and I know I can. I know I can. I'm I'm, and I'm not saying that's the blueprint for anybody else. I. I get upset when someone tells me that there's supposed to be a way that I need to go about this. You need to go to meetings. You need to talk to people. You need to like cut out friends in your life and things like that. I'm going to try doing it uh, with my own willpower. Mm -hmm. Hey, if if 
look at how bad it's been for people in the past. Like, like before 1950, say, for everybody. Life was so difficult. Yeah, yeah. I can't figure it out to be able to have six or seven beers when I deserve it after putting in all the work that I've put into it. If mm-hmm. I can't figure that out, then maybe I need to... Uh, Halfway slip my throat, end up in a mental hospital, and take out an old man in the middle of a desert. <laughs> well, my message, my message is to anyone out there whose heart is hurting because they are they they are watching someone who is in the process of recovery, and they um, they see what they see as backsliding, or they see as somebody misstepping. Um, I. Jack, I can tell you confidently, I view everything that's happening in our life right now together and everything. This is progress. So, thanks, man. Good job, man. Appreciate it. And listen, I'll send you a I'll send you a video tomorrow. Me running. I'm running. Yeah, man. You're running all the time. I all the Marcos you send, where I just hear the either the treadmill or your little pitter pad of your feet on. Right. You know what it helps? Who have broken into a house and murdered an old lady. It gives you a reason to run. You got to get <laughs> away. Helps. Then you got content and insight on these calls. It's all. <laughs> everything is everything. Well, I think the angels uh, the angels left the room, so let's, uh, let's wrap this one up. Okay. All right. Hugs, everyone. Hey, we can't thank you enough for listening to this podcast. Somehow, we seem to be building this weird family that can't get enough hugs. It means so much to us. Because of our supporters, we've been able to bring even more great stuff for your earballs. We know you've heard of what we think is the best $5 tier on Patreon. There, you get the Dark Calls podcast, live video stream chats with us, and other fun stuff like early bird previews of our new upcoming podcasts, like True Crime Kent. Check out the pilot episode now over there. But we have also been able to create a whole new tier of content and goodies called Tier 13. In addition to all the $5 stuff, you get an exclusive podcast called Dead Time Stories, written and spoken as only the masterful Jack Luna can. Based on true events, these stories drop you into some riveting scenes, and then they rip you right out again before they can keep you forever. Also, on Tier 13, you get the free store. That's right, it's a free store. We're working hard to launch our store for everyone, and supporters at the $5 tier get a 25% off code that they can use anytime. And tier 13 supporters get a code that makes stuff free. That's right. Any two items, every four months, you can come and just take it. Well, we'll probably ship it to you unless you're my neighbor, Gary. And Gary, if you're listening, I need my hoe back. So much thank yous to you, everyone. So much hugs.